2: I want you to imagine everything I tell you as if you're there yourself. Welcome to
1: Dragoncast. Do you remember any of the events that led up to your disappearance?
2: Whilst we're waiting for House of the Dragon Season 2, Jamie East and Chris Mandel dive into some acclaimed series just ripe for a bit of analysis.
3: Don't come unless you
2: leave your front door open.
0: You have to invite me in.
2: First is Britt Marling's cult classic, The O.A. Hey everybody, how are you doing? I'm Jamie East, and this is Chris Mandel. Hello, and this is the uh, bonus uh, series of uh, Dragon Cast, where we're going back and looking back a, a cult series, a, mm. a, not an unloved series, but but unwatched by at least one of us. Uh, and this time it's the OA, and this is the second episode, so OA Part One, Episode Two. Uh, last week we did a um, again. I made a lot of mistakes talking about this episode with you last week because I thought that I thought that stuff was going to happen in this episode that hasn't happened yet. So you know, I, I told you there'd be homework, for instance. Do you remember me saying that? Yeah, this is the yeah. thing, right? I came away. <laughs> yeah, that's not. That's not. Yeah, you're like shit. What's the homework? It's <laughs> not happened yet. I I got, I got ahead of myself. Okay. Um, and and forgot. Just how gentle, I'm going to call it gentle, how gently the OA moves along the story. Some would say quite slow. Uh, This, how did you feel about this episode? Because I I barely remembered most of it, except for um, there was like one pivotal kind of moment within it.
3: I I loved it, actually. I loved it. I think I liked it more than the first episode. I thought there was a little bit, it was a little easier to follow just because it had this like, You know prairie is like telling the story of where she's been and you know a lot of the questions i had from the first episode which was like wait you you were russian like wait you were in a car crash like you know it addresses quite a lot of things quite neatly so i thought it was really interesting yeah um yeah when you said there was homework i finished it being like if i watched the wrong episode like what the fuck um but i really enjoyed it i think i like that i think we talked about this last week i like that it kind of rather than hold you ransom with information it kind of goes okay like this is where she's been this is what happened this she went here and she went here so i thought it was quite like quite to the point which i thought was quite appealing
2: yeah you got you got a lot of I think what it did really well was it, it, you understood her position, you know, mm-hmm. um, it's important to understand. I think, you know, for someone that as, as later episodes will reveal, she, you know, she, she disappeared for a very specific reason. And, um, and if this episode hadn't existed, you'd never really understand why that happened. But I think that this episode did a good job of get, putting you in the mindset of her in as much as she's just, I, I, you know, she's, what, 21 when she when yeah. she went missing? It was her 21st birthday that we saw her um, at the Statue of Liberty. And she's just clearly still very damaged, yeah. um, still very broken up about the death of her father, or as we know it to be the death of her father so for those that struggling to remember or catch up or haven't watched it recently um we join um prairie saying a dad sent her to a boarding school in america for blind children to protect her uh, presumably from the forces that, that tried to kill her before but while she was in the school um her father died she was sent to live with her aunt this aunt who clearly wasn't very well looked after by her (laughs) multi-billionaire oligarch brother because she just had this like crappy like brothel uh, kind of also ran like an illegal adoption service which was quite handy i guess if uh but then nancy and abel turn up never really explained why they're uh, um, at an illegal adoption place and uh, adopt her quite they wanted a different kid didn't
3: they they wanted yeah, a they different. Yeah, they turned kid. up to get
2: the baby. Up to yeah. get the baby. Took Prairie instead, as they named her, and then left the <laughs> little baby in this horrible. Yeah, place. they're like, I'm sure like, you'll
3: be fine, like other baby yeah, that have, we rejected.
2: I think I'd have, I'd have probably, I think I would have had to have taken the baby as well. Also, um, can we, just that,
3: before you go any further, the thing that blew my mind was that Prairie's dad was like, I know who I'll leave her with—the sibling that runs a baby farm.
2: An illegal adoption brothel. Yeah, I was like, she'll, that's she'll look the, That's her.
3: where you're really like. That's where you're going to put her. Like, what the fuck? Yeah. Crackers! <laughs> Sorry,
2: absolutely crackers. Anyway, um, continue. But then, so she spends the next few years, or as a as a young girl, having these, well, what she calls a premonitions, what what doctors are calling neuroses, yeah, uh, visions, whatever you whatever you want to call it. And she she ends up being medicated. Her parents are just obviously kind of terrified by by that. They've they've got this they brought home this puppy that's a bit mad. Um and then it then we kind of a few years go by and she's been seemingly having like tons and tons of these visions of her father saying that he's coming to meet her On her 21st birthday at Staten Island, at at, um, the Statue of Liberty. Yeah, yeah. So she's blind. Um, On her 21st birthday, she goes there and waits all day. Uh, He doesn't turn up. Um, For reasons not entirely explained, she's carrying a violin with her. Um, So she starts playing her violin at at the subway station. Hoping that he'll which hear then, it
3: or something, right?
2: Yeah, which was a bit of a stretch. I'm going to say, you know, money. Um, if you're blind, you don't really know what a subway station looks like, I guess. Yeah. Um, but in in a in a pretty um, pretty major event, the, someone does hear it, and that is Hap. Uh, what what did you make of 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 Hap? Uh,
3: well, it's interesting because I knew Jason Isaacs was in it. My thought was he's like actually kind of like the de facto lead. So when he came along, I was like, oh, interesting. He's going to be like a sort of kind, compassionate mentor figure for Prairie, Um, which as the sort of twist at the end of the episode reveals, uh, he is not. Or at least that's how I'm sort of perceiving it at the moment. Um, Yeah. Fascinated with near-death experiences, NDEs, and he sort of studies them in some form um takes prairie for oysters and french fries which i thought if if a man took me for oysters and french fries in a place like that i would go with him anywhere because i was like this is a man with class
2: (laughs) oysters and french fries it's not a great mix
3: yeah that was a bit i mean i think she hated the oysters and he was like let's get some french fries but i think very french i'd love it yeah take me with you And also
2: the Grand Central Station is the best place to go. Very cool.
3: Um, I can imagine, if you're blind, the sensory overload of having to have an oyster, which you can't chew, which smells like the bottom of the ocean. That would really- In Grand
2: Central Station. With all the noise, that would be like
3: overdosing on sensory information. Um, But yeah, I thought he seemed like a, a really sort of, compassionate figure and someone that she could trust. And obviously like, she's gone through this system of not really having anyone, even her adoptive parents who were ostensibly rescued her from the puppy farm she was being raised in, even they yeah. sort of don't really take her um, episodes seriously, that yeah. they're trying to medicate them. They're trying to control her. And we saw some of that in that first episode where anytime she was trying to sort of tap into her innate gift, whatever that is, um, her family was sort of curbing it and that there was a real feeling of isolation and a real feeling of being cut out. So I thought it was a very yeah. interesting episode. Uh, still, you know, it's, it is, it is gently getting somewhere. I do find at times it feels like it could have been 14 minutes shorter. Um, and it does feel mm-hmm. like, you know, very of its time, it was like, yeah, let's just make this an hour and 10 minutes for some reason, you know? Yeah, um, yeah. no, it's fair enough. Yeah, if- just, it
2: just, Netflix was you can never of, get away with it now. No, yeah.
3: Netflix was sort of saying to people like, "Hey, make it as long as you want. We don't have to put ads in it." And Relax. people were going, "Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, well, maybe this scene that would get cut down by a traditional broadcaster, let's make it 11 minutes long." And you're like, "Okay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs>
2: yeah. Because <laughs> but, no one's going to tell us not to." Yeah. Yeah. People, um, yeah, exactly. So there's there's two there's two threads to the story. So there's there's that there's the flashback and 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 how she came to be involved in this NDE um kind of experimentational group um and then there's the the people that she's assembled her mm. avengers um uh in the in the in the derelict house what do you make what do you make of that there was we started to get a bit more of a sense of a few a few more of those people didn't we
3: yeah there's some characters emerging particularly the woman from the office um but they <laughs> they sort of they're not sure whether she's telling the truth so they sort of go off and I mean, you would you would kind of go
2: and Google it, wouldn't you? You'd be like, eh, "I could probably verify this, Can surely I somehow." This. Yeah.
3: So yeah. remind me. So they they um, they some of them try and figure out if she's bullshitting or not, basically, right? And they go off. And, yeah,
2: hundred percent. They're just kind of like. Fucking! You know, Am I really going to sit here at midnight with my front door open and listen to this? Yeah. I'm going to know. I've got to know if there's. I've got to know if there's. If this is Jen up or not? You know. Yeah, Do yeah. You know? Like the last I thing can, I want I is for this to sympathize. be a
3: scam and for there to be like a badger in my house because I didn't shut the door. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> One of those would be bad enough, but yeah. So, yeah, so yeah.
2: We learn it. We learn it. We learn a bit more about. um They've all got a reason. For being there, I think that was what was established, wasn't it? You know, the, yeah. The, they start to get a sense that 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 it wasn't wasn't a they're not a thrown together by you know accidentally uh group of people. That there seems to have been some kind of divine intervention that's brought them all together.
3: Yeah, they because just don't really know why. I'm, I I remembered the that there was yeah, there's someone like was going to leave to do a scholarship or something, and it was like yeah, no, you should stay.
2: There's the guy that, Yeah, there's the lad there. There's also, there's the young, uh, I think she's a girl, um, but clearly going through some gender identity issues. Oh, yes. Yes, of course. Because we we get that Steve has been basically supplying her with testosterone. Yeah. um, That was mentioned at one point as well. So there's, you know, I think it's safe to say that, that over the next episodes, we're going to learn more about all of their, all of the, all of the, the, the path they've taken to yes, get to that the point.
3: the reasons that they have been so, like, uh, taken by Prairie, essentially. And Yeah, not-
2: because, you know, if you were just a regular Joe, you'd be like, excuse me, love, absolutely fucking not. See you yeah. later. Bye. Yeah. yeah. End of discussion. You'd be like, you never guess what happened earlier. This woman stopped me in the street and said, well, I'll leave my door open tonight and come <laughs> sit in an attic. You know? Be-
3: yeah. <laughs> you'd be like, oh? Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, that she's got like an almost like a messiah figure thing where it's almost like people are drawn to her. And the people that yeah, I I guess I didn't really appreciate that like the people that are there they're quite specific reasons for being there. Um at this point the stuff about her past I think I was a little bit more engrossed in. Um but yeah, there's clearly some sort of thing. I mean we we heard about Homer again, didn't we? Was Homer the person in the lab? No. If I made that
2: Uh, up. I think that's safe to say,
3: yeah, that that
2: Homer is is where she has ended up.
0: Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust Oleum's new Custom Spray 5 in 1 gives you control with five different spray patterns so you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1, only from rust There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wegovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash
1: weight loss. That's plushcare.com weightloss plushcare.com slash weight loss. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more.
3: Homer is a person. Okay. Correct. Yeah, that's what I thought. I thought I Homer thought, is where the heart is. <laughs> <laughs> There's no place like Homer. <laughs> that um, could be a good tagline for the show. Um, I thought the yeah. thing, the thing that I loved that I actually rewatched it like a couple of times is when she's led down into the um, the lab. I thought that was such a great the way that they did that twist was great because you the camera is such a close crop on Prairie, so we don't see yeah. what she doesn't see. And so she's kind of like, oh, it smells a bit in here. And he's like, yeah, I tunneled into the ground. And I was going, oh, right. He tunneled into the ground. Cool. And then she goes, is that a stream? And he's like, yeah, there's a a stream running through the the lab. I just left it. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, he just left it. And then you're like, oh, she's in a box. Yeah. She's in a box. <laughs> okay. But it's done so well that she kind of, that yeah. she kind of bumps her head and it, I sort of saw it and I was like, Oh wait, I feel like I've missed that. So I rewatched it. And then I was like, that is just so beautifully done where you still yeah. don't really get a sense of the interiority of that space. And you don't see him yeah. walk her down or leave her. And I was like, I felt so sort of boxed in myself. And so I watched it a third time and I thought that is just Beautiful direction great. great misdirection Perfect. and yeah obviously jason isaacs is not a good guy um or if he is does he's got a funny way of showing it
2: yeah does he think i mean he, th- he thinks he's a good guy I right think, right say. right he's doing he's he's a scientist i think it's that's that's what so, i got from that episode was he he which i think is a pretty familiar trope in a lot of stuff like this the mad scientist always believes that they're they're doing things for the greater good of mankind don't they
3: yeah and i think also that like not unlike prairie he's like i have seen something that no one else understands and i might have to force people to see it my way i i get i get that
2: what what do you think he's referring to so
3: i think i didn't realize that the near-death experience thing was That's to this episode. I was like, Oh, that's what this show is about. Like Prairie's ability was, was sort of brought into existence by the near death experience. That's when she accessed that sort of spiritual plane. So I think he, okay, my theory. And again, I don't think this is based on any dialogue, but I, my theory is he had probably a daughter who died. So he's obsessed with death. And near-death experiences cause people to access this realm. And I think he's trying to like harness I it or something. It. I think. Maybe. My other theory was maybe well, all maybe. the people in that circle at the house with no doors, where they've kept the doors open, all of those people maybe have had near-death experiences. But I think that might not be the case. I think it might be more like- I don't, a,
2: think, I don't think that's the case because they would have- They would have- They'd have been like, oh hand. my
3: God, that happened to me. But, yeah, it, yeah, so yeah, maybe it's yeah. more that sh- each of them, it's a very A-team. They have a particular set of skills and we're starting to see, like that lad who, like the kind of bully, like that really intense guy that like punched the kid in yeah. the throat. He's like yeah, the high, yeah. he's like the muscle. We've got the really smart kid.
2: Just like the A-team. It yeah, is. One's B.A. Barakas. Exactly, yeah. Hannibal. Yeah,
3: yeah, yeah. I think it could be that i think yeah i don't know the near-death experience thing though it seems to be that it's about trying to harness that ability to go to that that place and i presume i mean most most creepy scientists have a dead kid so i just think logic dictates it's probably a girl because i think then you've got oh surrogate daughter vibes or whatever um that's my theory so far but i have to say i enjoyed it a lot but i was a bit like what the fuck is going on um yeah but i mean yeah th-
2: th- that never leaves you that, that never Great. leaves you with this shit <laughs> um sorry about that but um yeah i've just been trying to scan through an episode guide to see when the homework needs to start and i actually think you've got a couple of weeks yet okay okay got a couple of weeks so relax relax back Um, Love to know what other people are thinking about it i know quite a few people have started the oa journey with us uh, and i'm aware that you won't have heard episode one until today as well apologies i forgot to publish the episode um but do get in touch and let us know what your thoughts are on it because it is quite divisive and it is it's a tough one to get your head around but you know if you do allow it into your life it is it is pretty beautiful
3: It's it's very different. It's fun having a show that is, I think, hard to follow. Like, I don't think it's like Mm. intentionally difficult. I just think it's like you really have to pay attention. Like, it's great to have the subtitles on, just so you're like really like taking everything in. And I think, Yeah. yeah, I think I think now that I know it's there's an element of like death to it, and like that spirituality thing. I'm just like. I just, I feel like the sky is literally the limits in terms of where it could go. And I think that is just quite exciting. Yeah, yeah. Um, but it's a great show. It looks great. It's got a really specific yeah. sort of palette to it. And-
2: I think you, you were right last week with your Mayor of Easttown comparison. Like the palette's yeah. pretty similar as well. Yeah. That down yeah. And it's just kind of like pretty washed out blue. It's such kind of a to everything.
3: beautiful, brilliant thing when a show, and loads of shows do it, like Succession does it in its own way, where they know- the like landscape of the world they know the world really well and even when you haven't seen all of it you're like they just know the like they're fluent in all of these things like what the way people are dressed the way they talk the cars it's just so painstakingly done mad men did it perfectly you know you just know that a lot of thought has gone into it to make it work um i think it's really yeah i'm actually really excited for episode three um good uh yeah i'll probably watch it sooner we we're,
2: than, we were yeah. going to discuss whether we do two two a week or, or yeah one. Still I, I, think or I'm or content,
3: I think i'm content actually to just do one one at a time i think because there's Fine. i mean i don't think there's loads to talk about episode by episode but i just think also for like people listening it's quite easy to just take in like a quick check-in on like each episode yeah. rather than like a Absolutely. forensic dive um
2: i agree with that so Absolutely. yeah chris mandel wonderful to speak to you again see you next week for another bonus episode where we'll be doing O A episode three if you've enjoyed it do get in touch let us know what you think yeah leave your doors open (laughs) (laughs) leave your doors open we'll just pop in we'll see you upstairs in the derelict attic we'll let ourselves in yeah bring your testosterone
3: (laughs) see you next week
2: if you'd like to get involved in the podcast, just head over to Twitter at DragonCast underscore pod or email DragonCast at and leave us your Easter eggs, predictions and thoughts on the show. You can also watch this episode over on our YouTube channel. Just search for DragonCast Jamie East. Any support, whether it's a follow, a share, a mention to your friend on the bus or a tattoo on your backside is very much appreciated. DragonCast is hosted by me, Jamie East, along with Chris Mandel and is a Daft Doris production.